Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. Happy Thursday to you, y'all listening out there. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, the lovely, the uh, curled hair, kind of yeah. wavy situation. Looks good. Sally DeFreeze. What's going on, Sal? I've started doing my hair every Wednesday morning now. For, for the mail-in specifically? Well, I've washed it on Tuesday nights. Uh-huh. And then it's like, my hair is this like, it's like wavy, but it's not like cute wavy. Like I couldn't like wear it to the office like that. Cause I like see. Okay. the bottom part is really wavy, but the top is just like one disgusting wave with like a lot of frizz. So I wash it on Tuesdays and I do it on Wednesday morning. Okay. I like you have a, you have a system. Is screaming at me to like right. make him eggs. It was water day today, right? It's water day at school. Yeah. And they just they just play with water water balloons. It's they play yeah. Well, they I think they have like a water table. They told us we have to put them in a swim diaper, and bring extra clothes. And the clothes that mm. Fritz picked out to wear during the water day was his entire Manchester United kit. So Makes he sense. we compromised. He's not wearing the shorts. He's wearing the swimsuit and he's wearing his jersey on top. So like real. I, I love that he's just he's like just a real a huge star right know? he's like, just got to show up in the jersey he's just gonna go to like ut roundup after this he'll be wearing a uh, like a basketball jersey yeah with no shirt underneath right soon enough yeah i mean that's yeah his choice uh so you mentioned you shower on or excuse me wash your hair on tuesday nights where i'm going with this is are you familiar with an everything shower that's been taking tiktok by storm no Randy, you're familiar with this trend, right? That is not on my algorithm, no. What is an ev- An everything shower, apparently, is when a girl showers for like two hours. Oh, and you like wash and your you hair, do the and hair, shave your and legs. And you do the shave. And, and you, you do like the put mask. a hair mask on. Yes. And you, yeah. I kind of did that last night. I just thought that was like a shower. But apparently, it's like a thing that girls save for like once a month or once a quarter. I don't know. Okay, I don't. Know that I ever had a term for this. I didn't I didn't ever call it the everything shower. But like everyone has this where you're like, mm-hmm. I gotta shave my legs. I gotta like to fully like usually it was like before like the in college it was like always like my Thursday. That was my mm-hmm. Thursday okay. shower because I was like getting ready for the weekend. Got it. You know? Or like you save it for before like a formal or a mm, wedding or whatever you're yeah. big of it. You're going out of town, so you do all that shit so you don't have to deal with it. Why not just do it like every day kind of Do you know how long it takes to like shave your whole body? No, I don't. It's if you're if you're trying to not get razor burn or like cut your leg, mm-hmm. it shaving takes a, a second. Got it. Okay. I mean that makes I, it makes when sense. When I rush, like I come out and I'm just like missing patches of skin Got from it. Like, or like bleeding all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, okay. but th- this was like my, this is the shower I would take usually on like a Wednesday or Thursday night before going out of town. And what mm. I would do is you do this whole shower, you like shave, exfoliate your body, wash your hair, do the hair mask, do everything. And then you go get a spray tan. Uh, yes. Cause you have to exfoliate before a spray tan. Right. I learned so you're that like the hard fully way. like, like, you know, buffed out like a baby skin, mm-hmm. you know, and then you go get a spray tan and I would always do, get a spray tan with my hair wet. Oh, really? Or like dampish, okay. not like sopping wet or anything, but like dampish. And it would never mm-hmm. be done is what I'm saying. Got it. That was like my Wednesday or Thursday. I'm about to go out of town for a bachelorette party. Right. And mm-hmm. then I, that morning wake up early, like before the flight and like do my hair. Okay. So that it doesn't look like shit on the flight, but I'm not washing my hair again the whole weekend unless I'm like in the ocean or something, Got which it. I purposely okay. would not do. So I wouldn't have to wash my hair. No beach waves for you. And I like shower off my body, but like a quick shower just to get the bronzer from the spray tan yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, and enough to like stop the development so it doesn't look like I'm like I vacationed on the sun. Yeah. And then and then you show up to the airport fresh. You know? Got it. Okay. I it, it all makes sense. It's just now it has a term attached to it, and like it's a term, a but it, it's you're like you dread thing. it because you're like, okay, I gotta like carve out an hour for that. And that's that's what the not the backlash, but that's sort of the, the the every girl is all of a sudden like, oh my god, yeah, it's awful. I dedicate like hours of my week, and girls are like, I don't have the energy to do it, so I never do it. And I'm just yeah. like, what in the world? No, it's I'm like, so, I'm sorry. it's the worst part of like getting yeah. ready for a vacation. Mm-hmm. The everything shower. 
the everything shower. <laughs> right. It's, it's those two hours where you're like, I got to do all this and go get spray tanned. And then mm-hmm. you're spray tanned, but you're packing and you're like touching white stuff or like light things and you're mm-hmm. trying not yeah. to get the bronzer everywhere, mm-hmm. which is why you should get clear spray tans. Okay. Discovered that? that like three years ago where they just spray you on clear because when they there's two types of spray tans mm-hmm. when they spray you with bronzer on it so they can okay. like you can immediately see what the color will be like yes 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 it's usually a lot darker than what it is because yeah, so the bronzer so they can like see what they're doing mm-hmm. right like so they're painting and they can like see it essentially right. but that's and it's supposed to reflect the color that you'll eventually be. But when you get a spray tan, you're not like you haven't developed into that. It's not like they're painting your body. You have like you get the tan and then it develops over eight hours or whatever. Sure. But the bronzer is what like sticks to your bed and clothes and, you know, comes off in the shower, making it look like a crime scene. Or in some cases, maybe you got a really bad spray tan in Fort Worth one time and it looked like you had blackface on and then you had to go shower anyway because oh you couldn't God. be seen in public is what happened to me. Oh, my God. I literally walked out and I was like, this is not okay. Like, I look like the, like, remember the tan mom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like that. It was, like, not even a a little bit natural. I was like, I have to go shower right now. Because, like, if this This, this looks even, like, a a degree of what this currently looks like on my skin, Mm -hmm. I, people are going to. People are, you're you're in trouble. Yeah. So. Anyway, Don't. so they, that's with the bronzer. But then the clear one, just they spray it on clear mm-hmm. and it like develops over time. So you can like put your clothes back on, go about your day. Interesting. I, I am no stranger to a spray tan. I've gone probably four or five in my life. They're great. But I've but never do you done have to, the like, clear. Your sheets the next day and stuff. Because uh, the bronzer all usually, on. usually I go, I, I mean, I go as light as you possibly can uh, as, as, as far as the spray tan like levels go. I'm like, hey. I'm not trying to look like uh, Ken doll here. Yeah. Just just give me a little bit of color. And so they do. And then I wash it off, I don't know, five or six hours later in the shower. And and I to this point, I've never woken up and be like, oh fuck, I have to change all my sheets. So this is like giving me all these flashbacks of all these like bachelorette parties I've gone on. But like mm-hmm. I always did mine at like eight o'clock at night and then showered in the morning. Oh, I, like, oh so you time. sleep in it. Yeah, I've never slept in it. I didn't have time to like do it earlier in the day, usually because I was got working got till okay. 7. Yeah, and then, then it's tough because you, you can't, if you did it at 8 and showered at 10, it wouldn't right. take, right? But I'm like having all these like, I used to like sleep on towels on my bed. So oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the real spray tan people know, okay? <laughs> they know, it's yeah. It's a struggle. And then oh, you just geez. give up on life and you stop getting spray tans. It's great. <laughs> and then you're putting on <laughs> swim diapers. Yeah. On Wednesday mornings. Yeah, exactly. And there you go. We're the mail-in. We talked about spray tans and Randy's everything showers that he takes all the time. Isn't that right, Randy? That was an eight-minute spray tan diatribe. Yeah, it was. It was good. I mean, as like jump into the actual questions. We should. I'm just gonna tell I'm gonna tell them where to call and stuff. Yeah, do that. Okay. 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245 to leave us a voicemail, or you can write in at the link to the Twitter bio at Malin Podcast or in the description of this episode. Hit up the uh, the Wash Media store. Pretty fun uh, item coming up if you're a Sunday Scaries fan this week. Yeah. Some Slams laptop I've hats. already been rocking the, the samples. But there's one literally right behind you, too. Yeah. Uh, and hit up the YouTube to see our faces, youtube.com slash Podcast. Sally. You want to uh, dive in I'm first? I'm going to start. Okay. Hey, Brett, Sally, and producer Randy. Oh, look at that, Randy. They want your opinion. Do you have any tips for dealing with a partner who is a terrible sleeper? My wife is a very light sleeper who wakes up at even the slightest movements or noises. We sleep with a white noise machine. We keep the bedroom at a crisp 65 degrees. She takes melatonin most nights before bed to help her sleep. I've taken some steps to try to be as quiet as possible at night to avoid disturbing her as well. I've gotten good at walking lightly into the bedroom if I have to come to bed after her and our dog doesn't sleep in bed with us. I wear nose strips to bed after a day or night of drinking because I snore when I'm drunk. Um, if the snoring is really bad, I'll get banished to the guest room or couch. We even have a rule that if I fall asleep on the couch, which happens very, fairly often, I wake up past 1 a.m. I have to stay on the couch for the rest of the night. Despite all this, my wife still seems to struggle with sleeping so any other tips you can share or what i can do to help her sleep better will be greatly appreciated thanks and love the pod you familiar with john Mayer's uh, seminal classic heartbreak warfare yeah red wine and ambien yeah bada bing bada boom 
Just kidding. Don't mix those. Okay. <laughs> Unless I mean, you're on a flight. <laughs> then really don't mix those. Um, okay. The first time. My like initial answer when mm-hmm. I read this is like ambient. Sure. There's there's the medicinal route. Is it weird that I'm like, are we is it 2023? Can we can we lock in a couple separate bedroom nights? Yeah, so uh, obviously ambient is like a great tool if you need it in in the toolbox, but shouldn't be uh, your only. But you know, tool. sleeping pills can be addictive, and mm. um, if have you ever taken ambient? Yeah, I do weird shit on ambient. Uh, I dream weird shit on ambient. Yeah, no, I like I like I not that I like sleepwalker stuff, but if I'm like talking to someone when it's kicking in like mm-hmm. i just i'm having like lucid dreams where i'm also still awake and like oh boy you know it's very yeah no i've i when haven't will and i first started dating i was taking ambient because i was working night shift mm-hmm. and it was the only way i could sleep during the day because there was like construction sure, right. right outside of our house and we would talk on the phone in the morning when i would get off work and he was going to work oh boy and so you are just and i'm just like word vomiting stuff and we used yeah. to call it being in the forest because I would at one point we were on the phone and I talked. I was like, I'm in a forest right now. And he's like, What the hell is going on? Like he was so confused. He didn't realize I had taken an ambient at that this, point. Like, complete ambient. And then he like then I the next day I was like, Oh man, I've been taking ambient. Obviously, I'm like saying weird shit. And then he mm-hmm. just let me continue that pattern and then would like pepper me with questions about how I felt about him, et cetera. And I wouldn't remember any of it. <laughs> Oh, it's a real fun it, relationship tactic. Yeah. Okay. It reminds me of being at a, you know, when you're like at a sleepover with your friends and you're trying to stay up talking until yeah. you're, you're, until you're basically, you're dreaming, like half dreaming. And yeah. Then you it stay, was yeah. That. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, okay. A couple real things. Number one, um, there is a book called why we sleep, which is very good. It's very well written. It's, um, I forgot the guy who writes it. I'm gonna look it up for me. I got you. I got you. Um, Matthew, lot of, Matthew Walker. Yes, okay. a lot of research about sleep research. You know what affects our sleep. Um, best best times to take melatonin, which he, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, says that taking melatonin is like a no no unless you're trying to avoid jet lag. Oh, interesting. Um, some of the best sleep conditions why we do the things we do. It's, it was interesting because I was reading it and then we had Fritz and we were doing all this stuff to like the sound machine and the rocking and the yeah. things like that to help people sleep, um, that you do the same thing for babies. Mm-hmm. You basically mimic the womb, essentially. Um, that's a really interesting book. Maybe there's some things in there that you haven't tried yet. Uh, sound machine is like number one, white noise. Yeah, they go white noise and I'm I'm down with that too. I just I like you're already taking a lot of steps. I think you have to to sep not separate relationship wise, but I think you just bedrooms. Yeah, yeah, that was my next step. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, if she's this light of a sleeper, I mean, I'm like a person who sleep is so so vital to like my everyday being. That when I don't sleep well, I'm really really grumpy and mean. And like, do you ever like wake up, and then you're just like so excited? about when you get to go back to sleep no i i am the opposite i when i go well, like i'm planning on going to bed at night i'm like damn i i wish i could still be like no, awake today i'm like i never when have i wake up that. at 6 a.m i'm like god i cannot wait to get back in bed today at seven i never have that um so uh, my next thing was going to be talk to a professional like she might need sure. to get a sleep study maybe there is something medically that is going on i mean Mm -hmm. i I, without like knowing the context she could have sleep apnea although it doesn't sound like she's really like the one snoring or anything sounds like he might um no i'm a a drunk snorer doing like a a sleep study things like that at least could give you some answers as to like why she's so sensitive she's what is if you're a light sleeper that basically is it your body is not does just never really gets to rem sleep or to rem sleep yeah so I, I guess, I don't know, uh, my question would be why? I don't know. One right. thing that has changed my sleep um, is magnesium. At yeah, night. magnesium, meditation. Um, unfortunately, 
a lot of the onus is going to fall on her because mm -hmm. she's the one who's sleeping poorly. Like, it sounds like he's controlling all the variables he can. He's trying. Know? Yeah. Um, my next thing was also going to be separate bedrooms. Yes. Do it for like, if it, if you do it for a week, maybe they, maybe they don't have a separate bedroom and, and you don't want to sleep on the couch for a week, but I think you, he said guest room at one point. Yeah. Um, if they that, have a guest room, try it for a week. That's not something I'm personally interested in. Even yeah, I get when Will it. is snoring and like yeah. being annoying, I'm just mm -hmm. like, okay. Because I want to sleep in the same bed as well. Sure. Yeah, I get that. But if it's really like affecting your everyday life where you're yeah. like fighting about it or she's really upset or things like that, maybe give it a try. You know what else? When I'm I'm having like a two-week period of bad sleep, um, the anxiety about having poor sleep before I go to bed, like, oh, you can't wait to wake up at three in the morning again and not be yeah. able to fall asleep until five. Going into that night of sleep keeps me up. Then it happens. And it's just, it's like this weird re revolving door of right. issues I, that, that compound. There, Will and I both kind of struggle with this because I, I have a hard time falling asleep. Mm -hmm. Will will wake up at like 3 a.m. and then be up for like three hours. Yeah. He tells us He'll with like, like anxiety, like yeah. he's thinking about work or he's thinking about whatever and he can't shut his brain off. Yeah. Um, he also, when my alarm goes off at 550, has a hard time going back to sleep after that. Mm -hmm. And really, like, there's no way around that. That's just like our lifestyle. Like, I can't yeah, not wake up yeah. for work or have an alarm. And you have a child and a dog. And right. like, that's that's at some point, there's a reason we get up earlier as we get older. Right. I, I'm not trying to be insensitive because I do think, if anything, sleep is like probably the most important thing in my life. Regenerative. Uh, try your best to, to read the book, see even like see if she can go do a sleep study or like talk to a doctor about it, and see if there's any other box that she's not like ticking that maybe. She could be. So, uh, I've said this before, and people are like, Sally's a medical hardo. But sometimes your hormones are off. Sure, there's, there always could be something um, that can affect your ability to sleep if you are struggling from anxiety. If you, you know, I, being a light sleeper, like, yes, that's a thing, but we shouldn't just accept that. Mm -hmm. Like, there could also be other reasons. There could also be, uh, you know, when are you eating at night? When are right. you. Uh, what's your exercise activity level like? So there's a lot of stuff. There is that a goes lot of research it. right now about how glucose affects you. I know you guys were telling me just eat arugula like every morning. <laughs> every morning, like doesn't Will, even have Will to be a full salad. Because I read this book called uh, "The Glucose Revolution" by the Glucose Goddess. Shouts, and it's a lot. Goddess. The Glucose Goddess on Stop. Instagram. A lot of it is about regulating your glucose and like basically regulating more so your insulin curve because mm. your insulin curve responds to your glucose curve. And as you're doing like a roller coaster versus like kind of a, a basal line with like some, mm. a little bit of peak and valley, every time you have a peak or a valley and then your insulin's responding, your body is going into overdrive. So she, it could be something as simple as that. Like people don't, it's hard to, it's almost the same thing as allergies. It's like almost hard to pinpoint exactly what you're allergic to in all of the myriad of things we do in one day. Mm -hmm. But maybe you had a really high glucose dinner and now your body is crashing from it. And when you are in a hypoglycemic state, you're on high alert because your body is saying, I need to eat something. Right. Um, and so that could make you be a light sleeper. So if you even regulate that, there's just a lot of, things, which is why I say, read the book, talk to a doctor, mostly to be like, is there something in my lifestyle I can change to help me sleep a little bit better? Yeah. Or a B test because it's like, Hey, if I, if I cut one thing, if I add one thing, right. if I do this differently, if I add a, you know, maybe a prescription sleep aid, yeah, just, you know, there's, there's ways to try things and right. if it works or if one helps, then keep doing it. Right. Like there's ways to, uh, to figure stuff out. It sounds like he's really committed to help. Yeah, he's her. making the effort, which I appreciate. Um I'm gonna say this too though. The older you get, if you add children, mm -hmm. if you add any sort of like life change, it's I mean it's not, they already have a dog, but like that's only gonna add to the yeah. the not sleeping. So like try mm -hmm. to figure it out now. Totally agree. And it do what you can do what works best for you. If that is sleeping in separate bedrooms, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Um 
but there are a lot of options, you know? At least a lot of things to try. To try. Uh, you know what won't spike your glucose, Sally? I have a feeling. Our friends over at Athletic Greens. Yeah. Because there's less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. And it still tastes good. Here's what it is. It's a powder that you scoop and put in your water. Yeah. Guess what it has? 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. You kidding me? You're a fan. I am a fan. I'm a fan. Start my day with it. Maybe she should try some athletic greens. Maybe she should. I can't guarantee you it helps with your sleep. But you would think that all of these things, like if you're living, if you if you're like, if you're living a healthier lifestyle, right? I, if you've I would got imagine your, your sleep helps. Nutrients on lock. Yeah, I take it in the morning though to help with my day. No, I know, but I mean that that's we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. You start with the healthy step in the morning. It's like making your bed. Oh, hey, to set yourself up for a good day. Did you make your bed today? Will made it for us. Nice. All I was pressing on Fritz, yeah. But I did have my athletic greens. There you go. Bang. It does support better sleep quality and recovery. It does support mental clarity and alertness and costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing your, in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit, Sally. Tisk tisk. I don't have a cold brew habit. Well, if you did, athletic greens would help you with it. Yeah. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d plus five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash again that is athleticgreens.com slash to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance uh, here we go. So, hey, Malin, what is the courtesy or etiquette of inviting someone to your wedding solely because they invited you to theirs? Here's some context. I was friends with this person in high school. We basically lost touch for the most part, and they only invited my fiance and I to their wedding as a second stringer, it seems. I get that. Reason knowing is we got there, save the date. An invitation mailed all in one only 40 days before their wedding. Since we were late ads and I didn't plan on inviting them to mine, is it rude to leave them off? They got the pity invite. They got the they got the uh, the Oscars filler. We can invite. and we can answer this in less than 30 seconds. Let's do it. No. You do not have to invite anybody to your wedding that you do not want to because it is your day and your day alone. It is not for the enjoyment of other people. The the reciprocation thing is stupid mm -hmm. and uh, is a like myth. I think people think in their early 20s like, well, I got invited to theirs or like, oh, I got invited. They invited me to their bachelor party, so I need to invite them. Nope. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. You don't owe them shit. I've been in weddings and not invited that person to my wedding. Damn, that's cold. Just kidding. And I get it. It's your it's your thing. Yeah, but I mean, th to be fair, these were like five years apart. Yeah, you know. But you know, it, what I'm saying time like, plays I'm not a friends role. with yeah. that person right, anymore. Right, right. Yes, correct. I'm not gonna like invite them to my wedding when I'm not. I don't even really like. You don't have talk a relationship to them. with them. Yeah, it's, it's there's like a nostalgic and maybe when in your early twenties like. Oh, I haven't seen them in a while. I love to see them at my wedding. Like, cool, yeah. fun. No, you don't. And then you grow up, and it's like, well, they're friends, and and if we pass cross paths down the line, great. But it's not a necessity to have them at your wedding. Yeah. Nope. Don't have to reciprocate. Don't have to. Done. That was easy. Staples. We need that. We need to. That was easy button for the mail. Yeah. Uh, hey, Malin. So I teach AP English at a high school in Florida, but this last year has pushed me to the point where I'm ready to transition out of the classroom between the system in general. I won't get into the politics of it all. I have two kids under three. By the end of the school day, I'm so burnt out that I have almost nothing left to give them. I have been applying to jobs in several different fields and haven't had many bites. I'm getting discouraged because a recruiter told me most employers don't consider teachers because their skills aren't quote in demand. It's doing a number on my self-worth. I'm feeling so stuck. Any words of encouragement or advice? Thanks guys. Okay. First of all, thank you for Th being a teacher. I think teachers are the most underappreciated, 
underpaid, underutilized, um, and just in general, just, just like disregarded profession in the world. Right. I am, and we're we as a society are going to be really screwed. I totally agree. All of these teachers are getting burnt out. Because I've heard, this is not the first story I've heard. This is not the fourth story I heard. Yeah. It's probably double digits of teachers being like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And they are, they're, they're right. I mean, they're, they're all right. It's, it's impossible to do what they do now. Yeah. And I, I am so thankful and grateful that people do stick it out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to. Slightly compare it to nursing because I think mm-hmm. nursing I think has a similar, similar vibe. Yep. vibe right now. Although I, it personally feel like teachers have it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a mentality when you are a nurse or a teacher of like, you, we can't burn out. We gotta, you gotta be a real hardo and like, we have to do this. The, the society's counting on us. Yeah, at the expense of our personal happiness, our personal lives. My health, my you know mental health, mm-hmm. et, et cetera, where you probably she's very burnt out and then feels the guilt f- from wanting to leave because you you want you physically and mentally cannot do it anymore, right. but then you have your colleagues who are like, "You're gonna leave us in the trenches, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, because like I personally need to spend time with my family, need to like be able to spend time alone after work or like like my job or have be fulfilled or be happy. And like financially opportunities end up being better elsewhere. Right. How, however unfortunate that is. So I she didn't say this in any part of the question, but I just want to address it. Like don't feel guilt for wanting to do something different. And for being burnt out, that's burnout and jobs is a huge problem. It's something that we don't really address because I think our society is like, no, you have to work. You need to work 40 hours a week at the very least. You need to like your job. And if you hate your job, you need to keep doing it anyway. Tough titties, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um. So the at least the first step is like recognizing it, I think. When I've been unhappy at work in the past, like when I, in the ICU, it was like finally getting to the point where somebody else had to be like, you seem really unhappy. Yeah. Are you okay? So that's number one. Number two is I think there are a lot of opportunities for teachers. I know specifically Alyssa yeah. left mm-hmm. and is now in education sales, loves the job, makes a good living, very happy, very fulfilled works an easier schedule. Um, it obviously works better with her and Rhodes. Like all of those things have made her life a lot better. And did yeah. we like lose a freaking powerhouse teacher? Absolutely. Right. But is that, do we have to let her sacrifice every part of herself so that we don't, we lose the, we don't lose the good teachers? No, she Crazy. deserves to be happy too. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm saying is I personally and probably the wrong person to ask about specific opportunities for teachers. But I do know that a lot of our listeners are um, in the education field, have left the education field. So if any of you have specific opportunities that you come to mind, please send them to me or Brett. We will pass them along to this person. Mm -hmm. And then here's my words of encouragement. Like, what's really frustrating about what you said about the recruiter teachers not having like marketable skills or skills that are in need, like, okay. Yeah. You don't code, but like you literally raise humans and that's all the, the teaching skills you need. Like you, you deal with like 20, like little high school shitheads, like Mm -hmm. day in and day out. And you essentially are like a CEO of a classroom. So like, to me, all of those skills are marketable. It's just about finding something that's right for you. And there will, there are companies out there, there will be a job opportunity that values that. You just have to find that person. And it takes time, obviously, but there are things out there. Yeah. You're a CEO, you're a CFO, you're yeah. HR, you're sales, you're marketing, all you're in You're healthcare, like you're yeah. all of those things. You're, 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 you have the skills of leadership, you have empathy, you have uh, organization, you have 
like like drive and ambition because you're you're trying to get these kids these interns if you will into polished whatever you want to call them at the end of their year yeah to move on to the next thing like you're a gm you're a coach you're you have all of these skills that are not encompassed by the word teacher if you just, just teacher i taught kids it, it 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 means so much more than that it has so much more depth than that i am where i am because of my teachers and like that's 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 like a, a, a marketable thing like right. you can you can i don't know i just i that th- like this question makes me so angry because of how undervalued right teachers and, are and and continue to be and i don't i don't see any like change in sight yeah especially since the pandemic has shattered any normalcy in the right. classroom so this is going to be my call out to the mail-in listeners um if you work in education or have recently left education and have tips for this person please get in touch with me so mm-hmm. we can forward th- some resources along to her um to the person who wrote in i don't want you to get discouraged you are everything to a lot of kids and to a lot of society that even though you probably don't get as thanked as much as you should, Mm -hmm. we are very grateful for you. Don't give up the good fight. But also if you need to take time at the end of the school year to like take the time off and spend time with your kids and figure out what's right for you, even while like if you have to like, work a job in retail or something like that while you're just like trying to figure right. out just a bridge a bridge not and not that else. retail has to be a bridge it's right just... but like it work a job that maybe is not a career to you yeah that's okay too mm-hmm. because you're gonna find you spent so much time and you know cultivating this career of teaching and it's really hard to get out of that if that's the only thing you've ever known and it may Mm -hmm. you may decide to go back to school you may decide to you know enter a different like part of the education world or you may decide to like completely pivot and be a stay-at-home mom or whatever you want but like don't be don't be so discouraged by what's going on with the recruiter to like not take the time to spend time with your family this summer. Yeah, I was going to say maybe this summer's a great opportunity to not only re excuse me, recharge your batteries, but also sort of realign your next steps. Yeah. And another really good um like I know that when Alyssa left, she had that opportunity from somebody else who like one of her old colleagues who'd left. Oh, interesting. So okay. reach out to some yeah. of your old peers, anybody who's left or anybody who is maybe has are your teacher friends who have friends in other, you know, cities who are like, oh, my friend was a teacher and left. Reach out to all those things and all those people. Cause I know it, it feels like scary, especially to admit. I think when yeah. I like admitted and I, when I was an ICU nurse, a, a lot of people used the ICU as a stepping stone to go back to school. But mm-hmm. even when you were doing that, you were having to like admit to people like, I'm done here. I'm burnt out. I'm going to go back to school so that my lifestyle and emotional well-being can mm-hmm. be in a better spot. And some people do not take that well. No. But at the end of the day, it's your life. You don't owe them anything. And if you if you're scared to like – tell your boss or your team or whoever that you're leaving, like if they can't understand the level of burnout that they might be in denial themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. I get it. I totally get it. But best of luck and follow up with us because you are. And we will be sending anything that anybody else sends in. Amen. Uh, You're on the go a lot, so. I am. Boy, do I have the the fix for you. If you need to eat on the go, I know the – OR isn't exactly like a, a gourmet situation. You get to sit down and hang out for a couple hours. No, no, no. Well, we're not like being ladies who lunch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, also like sometimes hospital food's pretty gross and like so not I'm, healthy. Even solution. though you're in a hospital. Ready for this? Yeah. Heard from our friends at Factor? Yeah. On-the-go gourmet meals. During the prime spring season, you need wholesome, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, more active days and keep you on track reaching your goals. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. Sally, Wednesdays are your to-do list days usually, right? Uh Uh-huh. What do you got today? (laughs) 
well, I need to go grocery shopping. Ooh. And if I had some factor meals, which I unfortunately don't, I wouldn't yeah. have to worry about exactly. that. Exactly. Too busy to cook this May? With factor, skip the trip to the grocery store, Sally. Skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too because their fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Calorie conscious options ahead of the summer. Try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Uh, and maybe you need an extra boost of energy to support your wellness goals this spring. So try pro uh, their protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. 34 chef prepared dietitian approved weekly options. Uh, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillets. Or, for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. That's my favorite part about Factor. Their smoothie gear, awesome. You know who loves the smoothies? Who? Fritz. Whoa. We like split a little smoothie. He gets okay. half, well, he gets like a quarter of one in his little cup, and then I take the other one on the go. It's perfect when we were dropping him off at school. Bada bang, bada boom. This may get factor and enjoy cleaning without the hassle. Uh, excuse me, clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash steam50. And use code STEAM50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code STEAM50 at factormeals.com slash STEAM50 to get 50% off your first box. Ready for the next one, Sally? Yes. Hello, Brett and Sally. Uh, wedding planning is tearing my fiance and I apart. For context, we are both in our mid-30s, and this wedding has been the source of all the fights we've had in three years of being together. I've never wanted a wedding. I've always been fine with eloping and having a lawn uh, with my future wife, as I don't like being the center of attention and find the stress, cost, and headache of planning something like this uh, as something I've always wanted to avoid. My future wife has wanted a wedding of some sort, and I agreed to throwing a wedding as a way to make her dreams come true. She's done a ton of, a ton of the work in the planning, and I love her for it, but she keeps getting upset with me for having no opinions and my mood for souring as the cost and questions go on. Colors for the wedding? No opinion. Genuinely don't care. Food for the wedding? No one remembers the food from a wedding, and I genuinely don't care. How are the guests going to get to the hotel wedding blocks we booked after the wedding? Well, they are adults who can figure it out, and I genuinely don't care. How do we seat her divorced parents who hate each other and can't be in the same room without screaming at one another? A nightmare situation that not throwing a wedding would have avoided. She keeps worrying about what other people will think of her decisions, and I feel it's quickly turned into a party for everyone else and trying to cater to the whims and interest of every individual guest, which is the opposite of what we should have. Once again, sorry for the long question, and feel free to condense it down however you see fit. I kind of did, but just want to say thanks for doing the pod and keep up all your great work. Wedding planning, Sally. I'll lead off. Okay. Because as a 28, soon to be 29-year-old who has really no prospect of getting married in the next however long, I look at wedding planning as something that I'm like, I don't understand how it can be this stressful and hard. I'm like, can we just boom, 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 bada bang, done? And I think that's where my head's at. Now, I, I can feel the ire of Sally DeFreeze. I can feel the ire of those women and men out there who are like, fuck you, Brett, you naive, young, spring fawn who has no fucking idea what they're getting themselves into. So when I hear this, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to have a wedding. It can be small. It can be big. And, it, and you know what? I realize there are factors that go into making that easier, perhaps time, money, uh, et cetera. But I don't understand why it, it ends up being so stressful. That's because you haven't planned a wedding yet. Yep. I knew that um, was going to happen. Okay. So 
we know probably my thoughts on this, mm-hmm. which would be to not have the wedding. Um, Will and I watched Father of the Bride last night. Yeah. Okay. It's, it was like done in what the early nineties, probably. Who's uh, who's this? Steve Martin. Yes. Uh, Kimberly Williams Paisley, and Brad uh, Paisley's wife, and Diane, Diane Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. And Kieran Culkin. Oh, interesting. Well, Roman. Roman from yeah. uh, Succession. Um, okay. That movie was early 90s. And yeah. it's the whole part of the movie is like how absurd this wedding is getting. And really, like, this is an early 90s wedding. Like, for absurd, it's really like if somebody did that now, I'd be like, oh, my God, what a quaint little wedding. Like, they they mm. had a wedding. She got right at her house. They barely show anything with the bridesmaids or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, they have the reception at their house and the whole, like, obviously a lot of it is like done by them. Cause like a lot of the wedding, Steve Martin's outside, like parking cars because all the cars are in the street and they have to move them, et cetera. Mm-hmm. None of that would happen now. I literally looked at Will when yesterday, when we were watching and Steve Martin comes up and sees her, like she's ready for the wedding. They're going to go down to get in the car to like go to the church. Got it. And it's like the first look. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is hilarious because right now in 2023, there would be like 10 girls out with iPhones and we would be playing like going to the chapel and like everyone would be like Instagram living it. And then like, I mean, not really because you don't do like the first look on Instagram live, but there would be a photographer like telling her what to do and everyone, everything would be. Every hour of the day, it feels like now out. is planned and and not only planned, but like exploited right for later's like the first look and the brunch and the mimosas and the getting ready and the, right. the hair makeup like unfortunately yeah. in the last 30 years since mm-hmm. that movie came out uh weddings have become this entire industry that we have made it into um and only gotten worse by the fact of social media so really i would say my sister got married in 2009 and her mm-hmm. wedding was a big deal but it really like in the grand scheme of things, it was like really not that big. It hadn't hit the jet stream yet. Of what like, happened is we got Pinterest, yep, Tumblr, Instagram, and then we it it got out of control because you could see what other people were doing, and it was like, well, they did the the photo booth and they did the donut wall, and now I have to do that, and like if I don't do that, then like my status of you know my wedding sucks, whatever, mm, and like yeah. weddings have always. In 1993 and in 2009, it was never a party about you. It was always a party that your parents threw for you that was really – and even your parents, it's like not a party about them. It's like you're throwing people a party, but you're really like – Yeah, yeah. You're celebrating the bride and groom, but like everything is kind of just like a theatrical production that people are just a part of. Mm -hmm. And then they go home and – if you threw like a, some insane wedding in 1993, like kudos for you. Maybe people were talking about it. Cause like nothing else was really going on. And a lot of people were having backyard weddings. Mm-hmm. If you throw an insane wedding in 2023, it has to be like so insane. You had to have spent at least $5 million on it for people yeah. to still be talking about it in two weeks. Mm-hmm. But that's what everyone's striving to do. And the, the biggest issue is you as a bride, get caught up on these small details because you're trying to make it this experience for the guests. Yes. Given what you have experienced yourself going to other weddings or seen on social media or you're, are you're, now told by society because we have all these shows like Say Yes to the Dress and Four Weddings or whatever and like all of these things that are comparing people's weddings where we think this is what I need. Mm-hmm. Great example is my sister got married a couple of years ago in Cabo and – the reason people remember it is because a tropical storm hit the wedding while we were outside in a tent. Okay. Yes. So like, that's why we remember it. Okay. Like a literal natural disaster happened. You know what people didn't remember? Uh, the tequila shots they served when people took the shot and went to go sit down before the ceremony. No one remembered or cared about that. But you know how much time my sister and my mom spent on that? Ugh. Planning that, doing the cards, making all of us pack 20 tiny bottles of tequila in our luggage so that they could we could all meet the the fluid requirements etc for bringing yep. it into oh mexico my gosh. that took a week to plan 
for something no one remembered. Yeah. And happened in like nine minutes. Right. And then no one remembered for sure because uh, Tropical Storm Edward or whatever, Ned, whatever it was, hit <laughs> hit the tent. Right. Um, all that to be said, nothing is wrong with his fiance for wanting a wedding. That is what society sure. has now told us that we want. That's what is expected of us. That is what you watch your friends do. And then you have friends who go through it. By the time that I got married, a lot of my friends were like, hey, like – if I could go back, I wouldn't have done this. But you don't know it until you experience it. Even when you are being told that by your friends, even mm -hmm. when you are maybe the maid of honor and like experiencing it from probably as close as you can be without being the bride, you don't know what it's like until you are planning it. And yeah. then sometimes you're so far into the planning that like canceling at this point is a non-option because you've already put down deposits totally yeah. and there's all these people preying on the fact that you are a bride so you have put down a photography deposit that you probably pay overpaid by like 500 percent for and yep. you are paying for the catering and when you're putting this much money into it of course you care what people are doing of course you care that what the hors d'oeuvres are going to be or what how people are going to get to the hotel and you want people to be safe and you want people to have a good time so for me, it's a catch-22. It's like I – the more we talk about weddings on the mail and the more that I am very glad that Will and I did what we mm -hmm. did. And we did something small and I was still out of my mind stressed. Yeah. I was still so anxious. I was like worried about all these dumb things. It, there's no controlling it. The only way that you literally can take out all of that is you go elope. And even when you do that, you're still going to stress about what it looks like on Instagram and did you pick the right dress and all that because that is what society has turned us into. Mm -hmm. All of that to say, cut her some slack, give her some grace. If she wants a wedding, even if she turns to you the seconds is over and was like, fuck, thank God that's over. I'm sorry. Like, I hated every second of that. Let her do it. Mm -hmm. Because she's probably grown up for decades wanting a wedding and now she's been a bridesmaid in all these people's weddings. And, and especially now that you're six months into planning has poured her heart and soul into this to make people happy. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if one person doesn't like the friggin' hors d'oeuvres table or thinks the band sucks, or maybe, you know, got overserved at the bar, like let that happen and just support her and be happy. That would, yeah. Which Sorry. is hard to say from someone who's like, weddings are stupid. Don't do it. <laughs> um, but it's also important to voice your opinions and know that like while you're supporting her, it's okay to sit her down and be like, hey, this is not really my thing. I truly just want to marry you and like have a fun time and mm -hmm. I want you to have fun and to be less stressed. So when I'm saying I don't have an opinion, it's because I truly don't have an opinion. I'm not trying to be a dick. Yeah, exactly. And that I, 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 I'm afraid he has sort of entrenched himself in a little bit of like the, I don't care. I think this is dumb. Right. And it's one thing to not care. It's another thing to be cold right. towards this situation. And so I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to chastise you for that, but I'm saying maybe, maybe just switch it up into like, Hey, I'm excited. Like you said, I want to marry you. Yeah. I, I, the, the idea of marriage, I'm all on board with. Let's, let's have that be the focus. And then I want to have fun. Right. And then you, you control the colors and the food and this and that. I will be there guns blazing, uh, you know, like bright eyed and bushy tailed. And I'm excited to do it. But like, take her on a date, have a glass of wine and explain all this to her. Yeah. And honestly, I think just support her. Like, mm -hmm. she probably, regrets it at this point she probably is going to regret it the second that y'all walk down the aisle and be like god we should have eloped that's okay like live and learn you make mistakes but she's so far in it now that like canceling is probably not an option mm -hmm. so just try to be there for her and like oh so many of the fights that will and i get in when i'm like asking his opinion on something like i'm super type a i do a lot of our planning for travel and things like that when i say like hey what do you want this or this and he's like i don't care it's such a slap in the face to me because I'm like, fuck you. I have literally spent 20 hours thinking about which flight we should take. And sure. you don't have an opinion either way. And then I'm going to take on all of that, that if I choose the 7.30 a.m. flight versus the 2 p.m. flight, 
the the whole time we're getting up early and you're complaining about being up early, I'm going to internalize that and be like, God, he didn't even have an opinion, but now he cares. Mm -hmm. That is why she's frustrated. Yeah. So do your best when she's saying roses or lilies or this or that, mashed potato bar or, you know, whatever, you know, Bloody Mary uh, station. Quesadilla quesadilla station. Taco stand. Give an opinion. Just give an opinion and then be like, but I'm happy with either. I yeah. literally, you're, you voice it to me what you think. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna. I love mashed potatoes. Also love quesadillas. I think maybe it'll be hard for people to eat the mashed potatoes. Oh, easy, without because sitting somewhere. It, it just it, it it shows her that you're engaged in the process. You're engaged in the day. Like it just. It's going to be her moment. She's thought of it for decades, right? right? Like, it, and even if, like you said, it's like it's the juice isn't worth the squeeze. You're about to be her husband and yeah. through thick and just thin and yeah, support we, her. right. Just, just support rather than being cold and, and thinking this is all dumb. Even though and I even, wholeheartedly agree right, with this guy. Sure. Exactly. But this is, this is a time to be like, all right, let's, if we're going to do it, which she wants to do it, I'm on your team. Yeah. Yeah. And just take it, a moment to explain all that to her and then check in with her often. Yeah. Because How's it going? Mm-hmm. How's it how's it going with your mom? I know you're really frustrated with her this week. <laughs> yeah. You know, how's it going? Like, I know that that one that wedding planner is annoying the shit out of you. Right. Like, how can I help? Just listen and like be engaging. That's all she really wants. Exactly. That's what's making her crazy. Um, and then just get through it. You know, you're not, you love her. This is temporary. It's not going to be, you're not going to be planning a wedding for the rest of your life. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to be done in a few months yeah. and then you'll be done. Boom. You wanted to, I, I just, just to end this conversation on wedding planning, my, my whole, the reason I'm not stressed about my future of doing it. And I think it's going to be, I don't know. I, I obviously it's naive, but I've, I've heard enough of the arguments against and what happens. And I've seen it, what happens. Like I, I feel like I've learned a lot, even though I haven't done it. And then my you whole- You feel like you'll be prepared and be chill? Yeah, in a way, I do. And I, I really do. Because I want to simplify it. I want to say, I want, and this is going to be, this is going to be, you know, sort of morbid, but without my parents right. being around anymore, all I want and care about is- one getting married to the person I love, and that being significant, and then two getting the people that have supported me in my life together in one spot for potentially the last time. Yeah, because I because there's sort of a, a nostalgia that exists within me now that I didn't have before my parents passed. Yeah, that is like I want that one more time because I didn't have control over the last couple times where it's yeah. happened. So. That is my simplifying that, just a celebration of a a marriage that is like people in one spot after a ceremony with the people I care most about. Yeah. And so if I can simplify it down to that, the accoutrement and whatever goes into it, like it can be at a brewery, it can be at a field, it can be whatever. If you truly don't care, truly, the best thing you can do is hire a wedding planner and say, make every decision. I don't care. There you go. And like it, I don't need the drone video. I don't need the yeah. I don't need any of that. I need pizza to come out at 11 p.m. I need shout to be played, and I need to go home and go on some cool honeymoon. Honestly, the next day. like that is the only few of my friends that have like been truly happy on their wedding day mm-hmm. were because they had a planner where they just were like handle everything. I don't. I don't want to. Do I'll see you at the. Don't at, want a yeah. single. I make the decision for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I know the playlist. I, there, there are some obviously can't haves in the playlist. We're not doing YMCA, but you're not doing the cubicle shovel. No, I can't. I can't. Okay. But other than that, let's do the next one. So. Sally and Brett need your help big time. My husband and I just bought our first house. Yay! However, our next door neighbors have a beagle mix, and he is very loud. 
They will leave him outside to bark at the door for 45 minutes plus straight. And I'm talking nonstop noise. They will do this while they are at home. They just ignore him and don't let him in. I didn't say anything at first because this is normally during daylight hours. However, last night he was at it again at 11 PM while we were trying to sleep. I need tips on how to navigate this while maintaining a civil relationship with our new neighbors. For context, we have a good rapport with the dog's owner thus far, and she has gone as far as to offer us a free plant. She's also been in the house for 15 years and doesn't Seem like she'll leave anytime soon. If I write an anonymous note, it will be pretty obvious it's the new neighbor on the block. Help. I'm probably the wrong person to ask about neighbor. I was going to say, you. I feel like you have more experience in this department than. You know, I've never, we've never owned a house. So we've never been anywhere where mm-hmm. we've like had neighbors for more than a few years. Sure. I'm currently beefing with one of our neighbors. Uh, there's a deuce problem. Deuce because problem? Because she. She doesn't like Rosie. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't think she really likes dogs in general. Got it. But there's a lot of dogs at our place. Um, and she's also actively feeding <laughs> the geese the geese around our place, which is leading to a goose poop problem, mm-hmm. which is just annoying. She's just crotchety. I mean, it is what it is. But I kind of – I we don't interact very much, and – all of the problems are really benign. So I just like, it's kind of more of a, like a funny, like, Oh, we hate our neighbor, but like, do I like let it like affect my daily life? Not really. I told Will to just take like a 12 gauge outside one day. No, no, not her, the geese. Cause she just like, she's just like nosy and really has nothing to do with her life. Right. She's she's lonely. She's lonely. And that's, I think that's a gigantic problem that is completely under looked at with the senior population in this country. Loneliness. Uh, that's a different, different prog- podcast. Yeah, for a we, different can, day. we can hop uh, in that one later. The neighbor thing though, especially if you own the house is such a different, like there's a lot more finesse at it. Cause you don't want to piss somebody off that you're going to be about to live next to for years. Absolutely. Um, I think it's important to kind of up the rapport with her a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like let's, let's be friends before we be enemies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't hate that idea. Put put a a backstory and a personality to your face Ooh. so that when you say something about the dog, she's mm-hmm. not just like, oh, my bitch neighbor. She's like, oh, like Sarah said this and maybe I should like take that into account. She was telling me she was struggling at work the other day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When she when your neighbor hears you or hears her her beagle, who they can man, they can be loud. Yeah. The hound bloodhounds and hound dog, like, oh, they yeah. get really loud. When she hears that dog being loud and, and notices this, she's like, oh, I wonder if this, I, I hope it's not bothering Sarah. And yeah. she's going to be more cognizant of it versus if you come at it maybe mad or, or I don't know, initially like militant, she's yeah. going to leave the dog outside and be like, fuck them. Yeah. yeah deal with it. Yeah. It's my house. It's your house. We both own our property. We're not doing anything wrong. The more interpersonal relationships you have with each other the more understanding you have so maybe maybe it's like a dog thing where she's like something's going on with the dog and she's really frustrated it gives you a better understanding of what's going on with her mm-hmm. and vice versa when you if you decide to say something it gives her better understanding of like oh like she has to be up really early for work so like yeah the dog barking at 11 is a problem the fr- and she it sounds like she's already been friendly they've uh, offered her a house plant right so like I would up the neighborly like chatting a little bit, yeah. ask her some questions about herself, about the neighborhood, just for the next like month or so, just really like be neighborly. And and deal. And deal. And yeah. then when an opportunity presents itself, especially like the especially at night, like yeah. I think a, at night is like a no excuse situation. Totally, you can you can say, "Hey, can you can you let your your dog and, in?" And maybe one of the other neighbors is annoyed of it and like knows yeah. her better and will say something. Um, but t- take a beat to feel out the neighborhood first, because also maybe you get to know the across the street neighbor, and they're like, "Oh, the the dog is a problem," mm-hmm. and we've all known about it for five years and if you confront her she's gonna like fully key your car and then you know like okay well this is just something we have to deal with don't mess (laughs) don't mess but maybe throw a cbd gummy over the fence and just yeah with it with some bacon on it yeah (laughs) just drug her dog uh i think kind of take a moment to feel out the like dynamics of the neighborhood 
yeah. and get to know the neighbor. Agreed. And then I think you have grounds to say something like, hey, I noticed he was – yeah, get to know the dog too so that it's like you know his name, you like – he likes you, et cetera. So it's not like I fucking hate your dog because if Tina says something to me about Rosie now, I'm like, screw you. You hate my dog. But if she like yeah. was nice to Rosie ever and was like had a problem with Rosie being interested by her geese friends, mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, sorry, we'll keep her away. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But like now I'm like, Tina doesn't like our dog slash any dog, so I don't care. What's it? A cup a cup of sugar is something than a cup of spice or what's the saying? R Randy, you got it? I think it's say you can catch more flies Fly with honey, honey with than honey. vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get. Which is actually mm -hmm. not true, by the way. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to use it, vinegar. To, you're to, supposed to yeah. use vinegar and dish soap to catch flies. Which is very effective. Yeah. But catch more with honey. Um, I, th I think that's the most diplomatic way to go about it. Agreed. Last one, Sal? Yeah. Hey, Brett and Sally. What is your best group trip shopping list? Like, what are your go-tos and things you should buy when you come to town for a weekend group trip? Going on my bachelorette next weekend in Charleston and trying to get in, get out, be tactical at the grocery store. Extra info we get in Friday morning. Check into the Airbnb that afternoon. And most of us leave Monday mid-morning with a group of 11. Okay. Um, I, I, by the way, before we get into this, it's like one of my favorite feelings on vacation is having landed, travels over. And we're like not at the Airbnb yet, and we're at the grocery store. Yeah, love that feeling because it like money doesn't count at this point because you're you're. This was me and Lily at Trader Joe's oh, in Denver before we went to the house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, this first of all takes a little bit of planning and really takes maybe one or two people to take their two people to take the reins. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's your bachelorette party. You and your brides, like your uh, maid of honor or like your most type A bridesmaid are going to get together and you're going to say, we are going to handle it. And then we're going to send out Venmos. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because if any, you- Give if me you, any requests If right you now. let everyone start doing shit, yeah. no. No. Uh, specifically, I'm thinking of a an instance. We were in Chicago. One of my girlfriends has her bachelorette in Chicago. Her sister is the maid of honor. Her sister- Bless her heart. Hadn't really been on a lot of bachelorette parties. Wasn't really friends with us. Bought like literally one handle of vodka for like 12 of us for Ooh. like a whole weekend with no other groceries. And we were like, this ain't gonna fly. Yeah. So three of us the next morning got up, mm -hmm. went to like a Whole Foods, I think, and just like cleaned out. Yeah. So a little bit of planning. First of all, you need to know like how much time you're going to spend at the house. Yeah. What dinners are planned. If there's a lunch planned, if there's a breakfast, you know, right. what, what meals do you not have to what, account for? Right. So what meals do you need to cover and how much alcohol do you think you need? So break it mm -hmm. down by then. So if you're like, we are going to have breakfast at the house every day, well, then you're usually thinking we're going to do like eggs. It's easy to do like, you know, pigs in a blanket, croissant rolls, whatever, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, you fruit. know, fruit, whatever. Yeah. So plan that. Think about how much you would eat. Multiply that by 10 or 11. Go for that. I usually opt for, if it's a bachelor, like a, a group group trip like that, I, I opt for maybe a little less cleaning up kind of stuff. Stuff yeah. that's going to require less uh, doing to create. Yeah. Uh, the Usually the biggest mess is going to be the like morning breakfast and yeah. there's always somebody who emerges who like wants to cook eggs, like let them do there's it. There's always an egg cook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then most of the time for bachelorettes, I'm looking at alcohol mixers and snacks. Okay. Cause usually you're going to be at a bar and get like tacos or something. Or yeah. Whatever it might be. So like orange juice for mimosas, mm -hmm. you need probably at least two bottles of champagne, maybe three bottles of champagne for every morning. Mm-hmm. That's assuming that's like everyone's going to have like one mimosa. Uh, get coffee. Don't forget to get coffee. If they have – usually an Airbnb is going to have a coffee maker or like a Keurig or something like that. Sure. So scope that out before you actually go so that you don't have to go back to the store. Mm -hmm. um, and then way more snacks than you think you need. Just snack up. Snack up the place. Because the thing is if you don't use them, somebody will take them with them yeah. who either lives nearby or like take it on the plane. <laughs> Snacks are the most important. Late night thing. snacks. I'm talking frozen pizzas. Mm, pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. Mm -hmm. Hot pockets. Ooh. 
jalapeno poppers, whatever you want. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) It was a a true glutton back in the day Uh in college. Um, Mm. And then uh, the only time I say like full request is like, do you have a friend who's like, super gluten-free that you need to like get some gluten-free snacks for or do you have a friend who like is not a vodka girl and would really rather have tequila you know what i'm saying yep you got it you got to take that into account right right. and then the other thing i would say like you i mostly overbuy but even if you're like i'm so scared that we're gonna run out of food do what's a normal amount and then realize like you're not in a third world country so you can you, you can go back. You, you're in Charleston. You can, you can order, definitely you go can to like a Seven yeah. Eleven, and it's gonna be fine. Yeah, you don't it's, think- it's a lot different when you're doing this in Cabo and you're like getting it at all at La Comer, and then you're going to a mm-hmm. house and right. you're like get, getting back to the freaking grocery store is gonna be a pain in the ass. Yes. Um, and then don't forget like little things like sunscreen, band aids, things like that. Mm. I know that sounds like first aid kit. But, like, depending on what you're doing, if you're, like, going to the beach or whatever, like, think about stuff like that. For the wind, like... Ice. Sally cuts herself doing an everything shower. Yeah. Need the band-aid. That's a callback right there. Yeah. I think that's perfect. I mean, it's... My go-tos are, uh, like, meat cheese crackers. Uh-huh. Kind of my favorite snack. Um, and basically... Banana. Yeah. Bananas, fruit. yogurt, some eggs. And then like every like eight different types of chips, yeah, a couple different it. dips. Oh yeah, salt. Got to get salsa. Mateo's salsa, by the oh, way, delightful, delightful. Medium or mild. You couple frozen pizzas. There you go. You're golden. You're golden. Yeah, overbuy. If you if you can go to a Trader Joe's, I for a bachelorette party, I always say go to a Trader yeah, Joe's. Yeah, the best frozen like tons of frozen foods, stuff. tons of snacks. Mm-hmm. You're not like trying to like get nice fresh veggies to like make a whatever like you're trying to get snacky shit any any plans on making meals in my experience go out the the window unless it's like the first night and you're doing burgers and dogs kind of thing but if you're like oh we're gonna make dinner on saturday night no you're not yeah you're not just you're gonna get lazy yeah so just just know that you're gonna be hungover and you're gonna be like oh we're gonna go to a bar and then come no you're not yeah plan on plan on dinner out at that point yeah so that'll do it for us today. Any shower thoughts before we bounce? I don't have any. Do you have any? I don't. I thought that was a good episode, and I'm I'm, uh, I'm gassed. Gassed. Yeah. yeah. I go take it. Down. Very gassed. Uh, please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number eight 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 three six two M A I L. That is eight 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 three six two six two four five. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Malin Podcast. Mm-hmm. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman at Shmerryman on both those platforms and uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye.